reckoning is how we walk into our story. The rumble is where we own it. Brene Brown. Bending, Not Breaking, Season 5, Episode 2, The Southern Lights. Back to another episode of Bending Not Breaking. I'm Sunshine. And this is Ben. And I made a Brene Brown reference before Ben did on an episode. <laughs> the first time in five seasons. Is it? I think so. I think no. that's I think I can accurately say that I am no. never the first one to, to bring her up. There's gotta be somebody who knows a moment where you did it first. I doubt it. I doubt it. I I'm not gonna go back and listen, but I'm gonna bet that there's one moment where you do it before I do. Making Brene Brown references is like that's your happy place, like like that's like <laughs> find your happy place. That's Ben's happy place. It's really just making references to any book that I've read is really, but you know, you wait for like a hole where you can like place a Brene Brown re- like reference, and then you just like tap just it in, just tap tap up. tap it in. They just naturally pop up. You know? Sure. Well, now we've forced her at the very beginning of the episode, and we can never mention her again. That's not true. I'm sure it will come up. I use the quote for a reason. It's a great quote. I'll read it again. The reckoning is how we walk into our story. Mm. We got to, in order to walk into our story, we got to become aware of and our story. And we see a lot of characters walk into their story. Yeah, we do. Very specifically, and we'll get a chance to talk about how all of that shifts the, their interactions throughout the story. I'm very yeah. excited to kind of talk about this episode. It's a very interesting episode to like, dive into yeah i know we say something similar every episode but this really is one where it's like we get to watch every single character approach this moment in a very specific way yeah um and we see that shift the way they experience it in a a very unique way you could almost do an entire season of cora of like this the happenings the events of this episode but from each character's point of view i think would have made a very interesting like series oh mini series you can do it no i don't have that type of time <laughs> okay let's ben let's... you're the one who holds down all the mini series so i'm gonna throw that to you i we'll see can we define what reckoning is what's a what is it what what why? yeah absolutely why? uh a definition might might be uh an action or a process of calculating or estimating something um it could be a person's view opinion or judgment i feel mm. like that could be a definition mm. This is the one where I, it's funny when I looked it up, it said this is the archaic definition, which but it's is. also the one that I thought of when we when we talked about this lens, which is a bill or account or a, its settlement. Yeah. Because I feel like it is so common, you, you will have to reckon with this later, or like, uh, the reckoning is coming, something along those lines. Settling of accounts is coming. Which is not that, but it's typically like, you're going to get yours, like... Yeah. The chickens are roosting thing type deal. But it's also like, I reckon that we're going to have to deal with that later. You know? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very, very Southern Appalachia draw on that one. Yeah. 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 Paying homage to our, our region. Yeah. Thanks, North Carolina. 
Oh, cool. So, but before we get all into those things, uh, you know the drill. We've got a. I do know the drill. It's, we've got it's a recap time for to you do. to do the season recap. The story, the, the episode recap. It's you, and you've got thirty seconds on the clock, and away we go. So Korra's like, oh my god, spiritual training, we're going to go fight these spirits. And Lilac's, no, 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 we're not fighting them. We're just going to go to the South Pole and open up the spirit portal. And so there's the frozen tundra and the storm and, you know, Tony Rock's like, no. And she's like, yes. And then Mako Balloon 15 and seconds. And, go, and they go and they go along. And then there's tension because Korra and her father are like, oh my god, you got banished? And it was really bad. And then, then there's a spirit attack. And then Korra sends her father home because it's dangerous. And then he's like, oh my god. Five just. seconds. And then they continue to open the portals, successfully opens. And then the northern forces have arrived at the southern water And done. Yeah. I nailed it. Can we talk about, because we're just going to jump in, uh, and this isn't really having to do with Reckoning, but can you imagine being kind of lured out to do this, like, task, this thing, and you do it, and you're on such this, like, wonderful high of, like, I accomplished this thing that I thought was impossible. I trust that you can do this. And then you get to your house to realize your entire town's being invaded. Yeah, but we didn't word it. This isn't an invasion. This is... I'm uniting. Is, we are not invading. Uniting. Okay, that, that's okay next, Kuvira. That's, that's next episode. Yeah, and yes, correct. The yeah. great uniter. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So yeah, I, I think that would suck. That's Okay, that was the point. Yep. <laughs> that would be unfortunate. That would be unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about moments of reckoning. What's a what's a moment of reckoning that you noticed? One of the first things that happens in this episode, uh, the way that Cora shows up, her the you know her view, her her way of navigating the space and showing up into the story, she starts off very first thing is like, when are we going to learn to fight spirits? We're fighting. I want to fight them. Yeah, this is her disposition. And to Unalak's credit, he's like, we're not fighting anything now, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, in I his, won't be fighting anything. Like, but, but right now, he's just like, we're not fighting anything. Uh, and again, as a moment of Unalak, where you're like, I, yeah, yeah, Unalak, you are correct. We, yeah, that's what her mentality should be. Because she enters it wanting to fight every step of the way through this episode, she shows up ready to fight, and it happens. She fights with almost everyone throughout this episode. Um, and that's not to say that she is a bad person, or it's not to say that she's like, um, in the wrong 100% of the time here. I don't think that's the case, but I yeah. do think it's it does kind of speak to, if you show up ready to fight in every instance that you're, like, approaching... The odds of you fighting the odds is of you much fighting higher. Are, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we see that. We see that in the way that... Uh, I think of the, the specific moment where Mako kind of shakes Tonrock's hand yeah. and says, like, I'll take care of Korra, which is, like... Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> but I understand that moment. He walks over to Cora. What? What were you talking with him about? What? In the, what in the world could you have to say to him right now? Uh, pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. But that should. Th- we do that. Well, we do that. We it, it, frequently. It, re- it reminds me of this moment later in this, like with Mako and Cora, of like, whose side are you on? And Mako's like, there are no sides. I'm just trying to give you, like, I'm Which, just trying yes, to be here we, with you. Yes, we in this love moment. someone speaking right truth to false binaries. But what, so what love that, that moment for Mako. And, and just kind of speaking to your point, when when you are operating from a there are sides mentality, then regardless of your intention, like 
things are going to be not great between because there's automatically an us and a them, a me and a you, right? And it's one of those things where we're going to look for ways in which we are that that separate the two of us rather than things that, again, unite us. And so when I think about that, I also think about this idea of, like, how does that change our mentality if we shift from whose side are you on to, like, there's no sides. It's just us right now. It's just we're, like, let's, let's us have a conversation. You know, like, I think that the way we engage with people and the way we um settle accounts changes if i'm like settling account between two sides versus i'm trying to assess a situation and reckon and like in the have a collaborative solution exactly yeah like which sometimes is impossible right there's sometimes where you don't need a, a collaborative solution sure um you know we don't we see more of, of the kind of oppression of the Northern Water Tribe happen in, in future episodes, but we don't really need to collaborate for a solution with that, typically, right? Like, that's not, if you are taking away my humanity, I'm not collaborating with you. That's not on the table. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to unite with you. Um, and so it is, but we very much see that it affects our mindset when we enter that situation. What we are looking to do, it, and it honestly, it reminds me of uh, anyone who is in any form of public service, um, but specifically uh, police officers who don the Punisher logo. Not only, which is not only a complete misunderstanding of the character of the Punisher, but that's I'm not here to get into that. Yeah. Um, but if you view your work, your main purpose of work is to punish wrongdoers in the world that is going to drastically affect the way that you treat the people around you and it's not going to be for the positive um and so uh, that's that to me is again how are we showing up into the story if you are showing up believing that it is your job to punish which it isn't yeah that's going to drastically affect how you treat the people and how you view people going into that Another yeah. example that I see of this is the way that Unalak views Southern Water Tribes very much tr- shows his uh, his disdain for the Southern Water Tribe makes it very easy for him to want to conquer it later, right? Yeah. Like that's that well, greatly think, affects that. I think that's what's important when we're when we're talking about reckoning is what it like to 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 what does it mean in the way that I'm thinking about it, and I I think it's important. Like we gave the definition, but. When I think about a reckoning, I think about a reckoning as like Korra at the end of the episode realizing that the Northern fleet is coming in is like, oh, this is this doesn't seem good. This doesn't this this is I don't know what to make of that's a reckoning, right? It's it's like, oh no, I need to make a judgment of this. Oh no, I this is new information that I like need to process. That to me is like I I need to reckon with this for a little while. I need to But like snaps to Cora for reckoning with it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's always the the willingness to say, This is new information and I need to process it is a very good thing. And and yeah, well and, and I and I think I want to differentiate between this and this is pulling into the quote that you referenced at the beginning. <clears throat> uh which what's the difference between reckoning and rumbling? Right? Reckoning is like, oh, it's that eureka moment that is like oh oh i 
this is not good <laughs> or oh this is weird what's going on and then the rumbling is really processing mm-hmm. rumbling is i need to know what and how to deal with this right and we see the rumbling happen all of next episode um yes but the reckoning is happening now right and so i think that to me is the main difference is that's what reckoning is does that like is that aligning with yours yours in a way a little bit because i also you know the idea of how we show up um that reckoning requires an awareness exactly so we see what do we see when people don't reckon and don't have that awareness well exactly in order to reckon one must become aware right and and i think that's what's really interesting if we go back to the very beginning of this episode unalak says to cora the the tribe depends on you and cora just accepts this she accepts this accounting of what is due because like, oh, you're the avatar. You are the bearer of this burden. The tribe depends on this you. This must be true. You have to go into this alone because that's, that's, that's the, that's the avatar. Right. And it's just like, she was willing to accept that, but because she didn't have that awareness of all the other things that were going on, she was willing to accept this. Right, And so in order for reckoning to happen, in order for there to be a recognition that something is problematic, there has to be something that is like you have to be you have to learn that first. Yeah. Right. Or you have to have some sort of intuition bubble up. And we just don't see that in Korra here. Right. No. And I think that some some of that leads into the trust that she's already put into Unalak. Exactly. Um, there's a lack of there's a lack of recognition. There's a lack of reckoning because of. That kind of that responsibility has somewhat been taken away when you say, I'm putting my trust in this person. They said to do this. They're the expert. Cool. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, when there's less checks and balances to also confirm that they're the expert in that yeah. sort of thing, then, you know, and we don't have that for Unalak. We don't, he doesn't have a list of references of people being like, no, he's seriously, he's the real deal. Like, we like him, trust him. Yeah. That doesn't exist for Unalak. Yeah. Um, a moment of reckoning for me is when one of the air acolytes. Oh, I talk. Yeah, um, I, I assume. Yep. Treats Boomy and Kaya differently. Yeah. <laughs> until they realize that they're actually children of Ang, and then that's a reckoning, and then they treat him completely differently because of that. I um, had no idea Ang had I, other children. Yeah, I thought you were the servants. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a moment again of of how you know we treat people based off our judgments, our preconceived notions. But why, why treat them like servants? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why do that in the first place? I'm asking that about an air acolyte who's dedicated their life to being a servant of the air temple. So I don't, I mean, that's. I mean, we assume that's what their, their role is, but yes. We know through comics that that is what they are. A lot has happened since the comics, to be fair. Yes. But anyway, I, yes, I, I think. Another similar moment with the Eracolites also is the way that they speak with Pema, right? And like they they like assess her well like well past like her humanity. It's like, oh, you are object who births birds. You are birthing pod for airbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, uh, uh I don't love that either, right? It's because it doesn't feel like it feels like an object. It's you it's, are pod. <laughs> Yeah. You are pod. Airbender come out of you, right? Like that doesn't feel good. Yeah. I it's I think 
these are moments where we're reckoning, right? But I also noticed that, like, thinking about the reactions of these characters and how they are becoming aware of how they're being treated. And what we notice is this is a trend for Kaya and Boomy, where people are this constantly... This is not the first time. Yeah, this is not the first time that they've been, like, treated less than. They've reckoned with this before. Yeah, they've they've. this has been something that they've reckoned with this before. Exactly. Um... So that's just really tough, like constantly being judged as less than. And I wonder, I wonder what it looks like for for people and for us where we have had this reckoning, but we haven't done the work after of like really rumbling with how to deal with it, you know. And I don't know if they have or what that looks like for them. I like I assume that they have. They're you know old at this point. But I don't think that that means they have or if they've been able to rumble with it in a way that's life-giving. We rumble with these things, but there's the possibility that we rumble with them and and lean into animosity. There's the the chance that they've rumbled with it and lean into resentment. There's a chance that they've rumbled with it and, um, and feel shame around it versus rumbling with it, talking about it, and feeling healed because of that rumble. Yeah. And I think those are different in all possible outcomes. Yeah. I, it to not feel like enough, which I feel Boomy certainly feels it not being a bender. Yep. We see those moments later. Kaya feeling like she had a responsibility to be with Katara when Aang. um, And also not same thing for not being an airbender. right. Right. Um, and so, and we see next episode, we see them rumble. Oh, yeah. Lots of rumbling. But they're, they're but it's not the, necessarily <laughs> positive yet. Yeah. But, but the reckoning, all of these things are, are starting to, to boil or at least be revisited because I'm guessing they have been through it before. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you reckon with it? Like, how do you have the awareness? If reckoning takes awareness... How do we not stay oblivious to these things? Is it is it pausing when we get feelings of, yeah, that's and what then I would, saying, yes. I, what's that? What is this feeling? I think it's being curious about our so feelings. Sudden and new. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught it. I did. Yeah, that was a good reference. Um, the moment I laid eyes on you. Yeah, I, I really do think your pulse that, is rushing. Keep going. Go ahead. Was it faces reeling? Yeah. Oh, what is this feeling? Fervent as, as a flame. flame. Yeah. Does it have Ariana Grande is going to be Glinda? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Reckon with. <laughs> you gotta yeah, reckon, I, yep. Got to reckon and rumble. Yeah, I uh, I'm rumbling on it. I've reckoned and now I'm rumbling. But but really, is that so? Is that the way to to? Is that what awareness is? Is that that? I this is a feeling. I think it's cultivating Let curiosity. Pause. Let me pause and think about it for a second. I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's cultivating curiosity. I'm, I'm reading a book right now that I'm really raving about. It's um, the wisdom of your body, Hilary McBride. Um. And it's, it's kind of like being in touch with your body and being aware of what your body is telling you. And I think that this is a good example of, like, how do you reckon is you listen. So the sequel to The Body Keeps the Score? It's similar, but not at all the sequel. Um, but I recommend reading it. Uh, anyway, I, I, I think that our, our body is communicating with us. And, and when I, like, that's a weird thing to say because we are our bodies, right? And in order for, 
<laughs> we. <laughs> oh, that was. Oh. I'm so witty. You're so good. <laughs> You're on it right now. It's yes. I agree with you. <laughs> and the point was yeah. lost. Yep. That's the end. We did it. Um, I want to talk about Unalak and Tone Rock. And going back to this like archaic definition, uh, or the one that you thought of originally, but it seems like there's an unseen accounting that needs to be balanced. But what happens is like we have this, you know, dramatic irony of having seen the show before <laughs> um, and know that yes. Tone Rock is leveraging this secret over um, or sorry, Unalak is leveraging this this secret that over is Tone correct. Rock. And Tone Rock believes it, believes that he is the the reason that everything has gone wrong. And Unalak's like, I'm just going to keep wielding this and making you think that this is the problem. And mm-hmm. it seems like there, the reason there's so much tension here is because there's this lack of settling of accounts. There's this imbalance, right? And it's being leveraged. And I think that that is par- part of the, there's this, archaic reckoning that needs to occur in order for there to be balance in that relationship. Speak, I mean, as we're talking in the metaphor of bill paying and th- it feels like it's, it's for all intents and purposes, Ton rock has paid the bill. He was banished. That's the punishment. Yeah. He should be done. Like that should be it. Assuming everything that is being said is true. Yeah. That, sh- that was the payment, but it feels like Unalak there's, there's, more needs to be paid. Yes. You owe me more than that. Um, and I'm going to take it from you. Whether that's your relationship with your daughter or I'm, you owe me more than that and I, I'm entitled to it. Um, and so it's, it's this weird dynamic of, I feel like I already paid you this bill. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's more. Yeah. Um, and it feels like an unfair. I really like, I think that's really important. That's a really important way because it really reframes also I'm thinking about all the, just the relationships just between, you know, all the siblings that go down in later episodes of like, there's these so many sibling dynamics. And it's just, I'm excited to talk about that next episode because I think you're speaking to something that we'll, we'll definitely speak about. Right. Absolutely. Well, cause then there's another moment of that. Uh, this, when I think of people who feel entitled, Eska. Desna and Eska or just Eska. Uh, they're one and the same. They're not. <laughs> Who's voiced by Aubrey Plaza? Desna. Desna. Yes. I think. I think you're right. Um, why are you talking? Why are you showing physical? Like, why are you being physical? Why did you initiate physical, physical contact, contact with, with this, the other opposite yes. sex? She feels owed to Bolin's affection, Every action, everything. Right. Yeah. Um that's not a bill that needs to be settled. That's not a Bolin owes nothing yeah. uh, in, in that moment. And so to feel someone take that um, is another moment. It's a strange power dynamic at this point. Yeah. They are stronger than Bolin is. And so they abuse that. Yeah. Right. And literally so literally abusive. That's not great. Yeah. Um, and so that's another moment of, you know, we'll, I feel like we'll talk about in future episodes what reckoning with that means, but how, how do you reckon and recognize what's going on there? Yeah. Well, and that kind of, like, 
continuing the the train here a little bit, go like with Tonrock and Unalak. What happens also is Tonrock leverages this secret, right? That he knew that Tonrock was keeping from Korra. Unalak leverages the. I keep on getting them mixed up. The Which locks. Is, how, They're all the locks. Yeah, Tarlock, how do you Unalak, do... Tonrock, all the locks. Yeah, I'm sure. I can't believe Ton or Tarlock wasn't a yeah. uh, related. Yeah. Anyway, one of them, the bad guy, leverages <laughs> the secret that Tonrock has been keeping from Korra. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, like, Korra demands a reckoning upon learning this information. She's like, you need to tell me everything. Which is not true. Like, everything? Like, this applies to me. You need to tell me. Sure. Right? Then it... I, I, I get where Cora is coming from. Yeah. I think that that's a really, um, especially considering Cora's role as the Avatar, I think that's important in terms of relationship between the Northern Water Tribe and the Southern Water Tribe. I think that's really, like, I just, I, I think that's important. And I don't know, I don't know that, like, Maybe he was planning to tell her eventually, but it sounds like he wasn't. And so I, I think that just there's tell me more. What are your what are your thoughts? It's so It's tough. Cora wasn't born in that moment. Right? She wasn't there. Um It's tough to feel owed that knowledge, uh from someone else to, to, to require that you should have told me that this happened before I was born. Um, it's such a, that's such a gray area. I feel like to be able to actually determine what you are owed, what like what you, you needs to be paid to you in that moment. Because I think it's easy to sit on, on Tonrock's side and be like, I didn't think it was relevant. I feel an immense amount of shame around it. I was not sharing that aspect of my life with, my child because there's a lot of parental there's already shame that the amount of shame spirals that can exist when you are a parent mm. um are are endless and well, so when you're human correct um and so i think that it's tough to tell tonrock that he had to he 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 should have shared that with her um could he have yeah could he have done it in a way that could have been positive? Yeah. Was she owed that? I don't know. I don't know if she was. It's interesting because I, I think, and again, I don't know that I would have reacted the way Cora did. And I also can very much empathize with the way Cora reacts. Because yeah. when, when, when people that I am in deep relationship to mm -hmm. withhold information, even like, even if it's something that doesn't necessarily concern me, but does affect like, it's a trust thing. It can be for sure. It, this feels like a trust thing. Now, when the dark spirits, dark spirits, quote unquote, start showing up, does that become a little bit more re relevant information for the Avatar? Hey, I've seen this before. Yeah. Like, maybe at that point, yes. Right? Like, maybe that becomes a, please share that. That might be helpful. <laughs> um, 
Uh, but it's tough. I mean, it's tough to ask anyone to share shame-inducing things that they still feel guilt or shame around. Sure. That take that took place years ago to just kind of bring that up and be like, today, Cora, I'm gonna tell you how your father was banished. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and and I like I again I I don't I feel um I'm feeling I'm naming that I'm feeling defensive because I like very much empathize with Cora. At yeah. the same time, I also like recognize that. There is a lot of grace to be given mm-hmm. for for Tone Rock, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, I, yes, I I think that that grace is necessary. I think that should she have gotten as mad as she has gotten, and but like in the moment, like again, the that's very real. Like it's very real to react that way, very much, and so. to react without grace. And then you know, she comes around again. We see this resolution. And I, I think that that happens also. And I think that how do we move through that reckoning, that rumble and that, that change or the revolution as Brene calls it, but how do we move through that process in a way I'm correcting myself as I speak, there is no way to move through that process without that icky feeling in the middle of it. The, the rumble is icky. Right? Yeah, if it's easy, you didn't really rumble. If it's easy, you didn't really rumble. Right? There isn't a way to get through this process of moving through like awareness to oh like that oh no moment to I like what is my first draft? Cora's first draft is that you betrayed me and she, you're the she, worst and, human. And she typically and runs with her first draft. She is very prone to her first draft. And then it's like, okay, what's the next draft? Because that's generally the more accurate one. And we see her get to that. Yeah. Right? And that's that's this process. But you can't do it without getting past your first draft. Right? I mean, some people, you can recognize that that's a first draft pretty quickly. Like, I mean, that's a that skill. That takes practice. It and, takes and a, a practice skill and a skill. To sit there and say, oh, The story oh, I'm telling myself that's is. That's the story, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's, it takes and there are, time. Like, there are tools, but even still, it's going to be icky. Let's talk about how. Mako shows up. Mako. Um, okay. As someone who has been a very poor boyfriend's partner in the past, I feel like he's. I, think, I feel like he's, he's doing growing. well. I think he's, he's our boy is growing. Um. Yeah, I just uh, his ability to kind of sit there and say one speak truth to yeah we talked about false a binaries bit, right um his ability to say I'm I'm here to be supportive like I I'm here for you. And we see that. We see physical support by him being present, like engaged and present. We see soundboarding where he lets her vent and, and can yeah. ask questions. We see these moments. And, and I think he, because he shows up with the idea of, I'm going to be supportive through this. Yep. And when that happens, we start to see that support show. And we even see her recognize it. We see her, you know, have that reckoning of like, uh, all right, he's be- he is being being supportive i'm yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> yeah and we see those moments of her getting to that point and so i you know snaps from mako this episode here here i'm all about it and to be fair i think it took him this reckoning and rumbling to get to that to get to that right we see that in the past couple of episodes this is episode two yeah we saw it last episode for sure <laughs> Right? We did. We saw him like, what was it? It was like, my supportive, he was on the boat. Am I he was like, I did this. <laughs> like, which one am I going through? And he, like, he. Am I just here to listen? Am I here to give advice? Which, again, beautiful, beautiful question. 
I legitimately think that that's a question we all should ask. And so the importance of how do you want me to show up in this conversation? It's a very real question, and is one that is very helpful. Do you do you want me to just listen, or do you want me to give advice? I want you to just listen. Cool. Got it. I'm listening. Burden gone i don't have to respond with anything <laughs> <Right>. helpful <laughs> but, some, but but to ask that question is is very nice and i i like that uh, that aspect of mako right now yeah he he's got issues but don't we all he's he's doing great right now i appreciate it yeah um and then we see bolin reckon with uh, what a machine does when a spirit rolls through it <laughs> we, we see him reckon with that yeah, yeah we sure do yeah okay um I kind of want to go macro for a second um, and thinking about, you know, macro and cheese. Got it. Yeah. Little bits of lobster. So dark spirits are in a sense, assuming this is again, assuming that Unalak is not, you know, summoning them or, you know, I think, um, I think he's, I think he is. I don't, I just, I don't know, but uh, like these dark spirits exist and because, and here's, here's my argument for not, Ready? My argument for not is that why would dark spirits be trying to prevent Korra from opening the portal if that's Unalak's, that's what he wants? Right? I think he was using it initially as a way of, like, I think dark spirits exist. I think he initially summoned them to, like, be able to remove Tonarok from the situation. He's the reason this is happening. Um, and then they're already out there. Like, they already exist. It's not like he's making them. But I think he's summoning them when he wants them to be there and then dealing with them when they're already there. I'm I we we both may or not may not be revealing our lack of awareness of like whether this is revealed or not, because I'm forgetting if it's like shared. You know how exactly. much Avatar I've watched? I watch so much. It all blends together. Yeah. I don't remember it all anymore. Yeah. Terrible at Avatar trivia. I have a podcast. Terrible at Avatar trivia. I'm fairly decent at Avatar trivia. It just depends on how niche we're getting. Anyway, moral of the story is I I don't I don't know. So let's for a thought experiment assume that this is a these are a natural manifestation of the current state of affairs. I think that's a fair assumption. So dark spirits are, in a sense, an accounting of the current state of things, right? And As so, regardless of intention, resetting the portal seems to have positive results in that it dissipates this ever storm. It seems to remove the presence of these dark spirits. Right. And so my question is why are they fighting against Korra from opening the portal? Or is, is that a conscious fight against the portal opening or is it, um, that's just how they're just antagonizing in this moment because that's all they know how to do because they're in dark mode. Like I'm, I'm what thoughts, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that was actually going to be my answer is when you're in dark mode, are you thinking logically? Are you latching on or fighting against things that might be pushing against your norm or like, what do you do as a person? And so I, th I think hurt that, people hurt people. Exactly. But yes. Right. So I think that there's, a lack of it is person in near my space. And I am, I think the spirits are just kind of angry Yeah, and, and there's no logic behind like, Oh, core is going to open this por portal. It might turn me back. Good. Or it might. Yeah. There, I don't, there, I don't think that exists. I think it's, you are near me. 
and fight or flight, and I'm picking fight. It's so interesting to think about that from just like a, a perspective, like, again, I'm in, you know, theology mode from a theological perspective to thinking about how when it's weird thinking about like the nature of sin, so to speak, and how, you know, it's not necessarily that we are doing sinful things, but that sin is this thing that is separate from us that is operating and like manifesting in our actions. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I am, you know, like committing sin, but sin is happening through me like because of this the state of affairs and the system that I am in. That's what the ablation board um, would say, which is really interesting. Just to tie that into some theological reckoning. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeehaw. <laughs> what fun we're having. Yeah. Um it's Love but, talking but, about but, sin. But when we talk Not about how really. but when we talk about how we show up, right? We know, we learn later. Um the feelings that are manifested, the fears, the like that can start to shift and upset the spirits, right? Yeah. So Cora getting really scared and we see those. And so it does say, I think that is a very real thing. The way that we walk into a space shifts that space, right? Like that, yes, that has absolutely. a very real action on the other people in that space. The If we are bringing anger and resentment and things into a conversation, into a space that we're in, into that that is a very real way to kind of allow that to create that in that space. And so, very abstract, right? But like, but, but that's, I think that's very, and I think that's the same for spirits. We see that kind of manifested in spirits. I think we, I think that happens for us in our own. Well, world. and so in order to, to address that, we have to be able to reckon with it. Correct. We have to recognize when we're feeling these things. Yeah. And, and realize how it's affecting other people. Correct. Right? It's not, we are never just this individual, like, isolated silo. We are in community, and we are integrated in these systems, right? And so... Yeah, if Unalak reckoned a little bit more, we might not be here, right? If we... I don't know, man. I think he's reckoned, and he's just reckoned with some discernment issues. <laughs> I don't think he's been like, I wonder why I'm having these feelings. I don't think that that's existing. Maybe that's not what he's going through, but yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the, the question is, like, why are we having these feelings again? It goes back to that. Yeah, all kinds of reckoning. Can we talk about Iki? I love Iki. She walks into that Avatar room with such wonder and curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I and I, th I, I don't know why that scene spoke to me in this, but the way she shows up is one of wanting to learn and grow and be better. And I, I love that. Yeah. She has my gratitude. I'm already calling it. I, you, okay. I'm, I'm, I accept. Great. I, I, I love that. Good. I, I, I think that one of the things that children do really well is be curious. Um, and they model that for us. And I, and I think that we would do better at, I think we would be better reckoners <laughs> if, if we were more curious. Yeah. Right, and I, I just I. Where I do where do we that. lose that along the way? That's some like Lost Boys, Peter Pan stuff, but that, but I, even that never, becomes a little ever, bit more. Ever, 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 ever wanna grow up. Yep, and but it, we lose that at some point, right? I, I don't know if it comes with like experience and I know everything and this yeah. is the way the world works and. 
But if you never lose that ability to say, I'm curious as to why this is happening this way. I'm curious as to why I'm feeling this. I'm curious as to why. I'm just asking why. Why I'm is cu- the sky blue? I'm, why is the why is why? I'm, why? Yeah, why? I'm why? curious as to why, why I responded that way when I don't think I wanted to. Right. That curiosity allows us to really process things. I think I, I worked with teens for a long time. And I think it begins to show up in those teenage years when what happens is we are so, so interested in separating ourselves from our, our families and becoming an individual, right? I, to no longer be identified by my parents, but to be identified for me and who I am. And when, we, when our identity is t- like attached to trying to be an individual, what happens is we start to experience more like scarcity, right? Because like, oh, if I don't belong here, then I need to prove myself in other situations. And when I start to attempt to fit in and I try to prove myself and everything is capacity based, then it leads to this perfectionism mindset. It leads to, I have to know everything in order to fit in, in order to be a part. Like, I, I, I see the connection there. And I, I, I definitely think that that's certainly a source, not necessarily the source, but I think that that definitely manifests in, in that uh, developmental process. Um, thoughts? Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool good talk i'll just eat i'll just eat that never mind i was not, I was, <laughs> yeah you need to ask yourself why you were so wrong with with that be curious about that no i think you're right i think there's there it's at a certain point and and there's a little bit of it as you're crafting your identity and trying to forge that path there's a little bit of i can't be wrong i can't be well it, not being know. wrong often equates to not failure right? lovable like, yeah. right and so f- formulating the ability to ask those questions which is also typically considered like what are you what are you asking questions for we i mean we do that I, I, why aren't you asking questions i did that <laughs> we, we, yes but we, how often do we was that high school right any more questions yeah i've got one shut up well, <laughs> like, <and> right? exactly <laughs> exactly I want to go. Don't ask questions. It's because we're judged for being curious. Now, but there are times where if you have a question that only pertains to you, you, you need to you ask save after that class. after class. <laughs> Be curious. Does this meaning apply to everyone? Yeah, if, if, if you are curious for the group's benefit, then like, yeah, ask away. If you are only specifically asking about something that pertains to only you. That's what an email is for. Ask it later. Yeah. I have a chance to go take a nap if this class gets out early enough. I very much feel I would, I feel would this. like to do that. Yeah, we have uh, one of our classes every week has a 15-minute question period, and I just tune out because all the questions are just like... You got to get curious. But... Why? Well, it's just like sometimes they're helpful, but oftentimes it's like not even on the topic, and it's about like um, the paper that's due in three weeks... Uh, do you need us to cite certain thing? I'm like, we're not there yet. Here. <laughs> not only we're not there yet. We're so far from but that. But <laughs> like that, that is a question that you ask your preceptor. That's not, you don't ask that in the lecture with a hundred people. You ask that in your side class with 20 people where well, like, don't do that. Stop it. Anyway, sorry. I, I digress. 
the irony of us being like, be curious, unless you are being curious in this way, in which case, <laughs> you stop it. Y'all, discernment. <laughs> being able to make the decision and like discern whether it is applicable to you or everybody, like that is a skill that we need to develop, right? And when we reckon with things, we need to practice discernment. <laughs> Let's reckon with why you're so upset when someone asks a question in class that's already been asked. Because they're wasting my time. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, man, I think about me being a teenager, 16, driving in my Toyota 4Runner, listening to the Black Parade. What a time. I knew who I was. Had a lot of questions. I I did not. I did not <laughs> did know not who ask I was. I, I didn't know who I was, like who I should be, but at that moment, I felt like I had a pretty good idea. Yeah. Emo never dies. Emo never dies. That's the name of a band. Sure. Yeah. It'd be pretty, like, kitschy. Like, yeah. Like, you're saying there aren't kitschy band names? I mean, there are. Five Finger Death Punch comes to mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else? Any other moments of reckoning in this episode? Looking through my notes. No, I think we hit on a lot. Yeah. I feel good about what we uh, talked about. Okay. I feel good, too. And with that, we will be back uh, after this little break with with some other things. break i loved it let's talk highs and lows highs and lows hi the mountains and peaks there we go valleys peaks and valleys peaks and valleys hidden ranch what valley um oh so we're talking about highs and lows uh what is your your peak for this episode my peak I love the moment where Tanarok is uh, like riding away and sees the the portal open and you can tell there's just he's so grateful and proud and yeah. still even after an argument even after that conflict there's still there's so love there's still love right there he he is happy to see her accomplish that and that's a really sweet moment and I like that. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that he wasn't going against her because he didn't think she could, like, like because it was not the right thing. It was because, like, he was genuinely worried for her. Safety, and yeah. To see that it was successful, he's like, wow, not only did she get past my... And bring back the Southern which, Lights. But, but she did it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Really beautiful. I agree. That's that's a peak. I love, I love that. Great. Yeah, mine is... I'm a sucker for these moments where, like, I, I, it really made me, it triggered me in a way that, like, oh, I haven't experienced that in a long time, where Mako runs up 
to Cora and gives her a big hug. I hug you like that frequently. And no, it was, uh, yeah, but I don't want it, <laughs> right? And and Cora was equally invested in that hug. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And like I I appreciate that, but because I often I'm in a mode where I'm not interested, but like to to have that moment where you it, like this where you are both running and enjoying this hug and celebrating and it's just really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's this really, it, it's, it, I was just like, Oh, I missed that. And it was, I just, I loved seeing it. It was really nice. It was, it was nice. Where's your Valley? What's your, what's your, what's your hidden Valley ranch? Ain't no Valley low enough. Um, yeah, my, my, <laughs> My my dressing for this is uh, I like this, I like ranch. Ranch is there's nothing wrong with a ranch. What's the, your ketchup? The moment I love ketchup. Ketchup Chill, is bro. ketchup is uh, fine when you need it, but it is it, the, is, it is arguably one of the worst is, condiments. It is integral. There are so many better sauces out there. That ketchup. ketchup helps make many of. Ketchup makes honey mustard. Not honey. Ketchup bruh, makes ranch. Bruh. Okay, okay, Unalak, you're just gonna use it for, for all your benefit, but not consider all the other. Anyway, uh, I, I, there's this moment with Cora where she is in like the spirit portal area, and she's fighting these dark spirits, and it's she just, tries to open the portal. It's the same thing over and, and over again. She punches it, then she bends, then she punches it, and then she just continues to try and do the same. I'm like, do something different. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's it's like a, it's like, like uh, guardians of the galaxy 2 when baby group keeps like pointing to the wrong button on the detonator and rocket's <laughs> like no <laughs> that's the button that will kill everybody and he's like i am groot i am groot uh-huh i am groot no <laughs> it's like, it is that moment except less adorable because i don't well it's just like it's more tension there's going on it's like do it faster it's like there's all these things i'm like keep swinging cora <laughs> This is not working. <laughs> like, try something else. So, yeah, I, there's that moment where it's just like, un, un, I, I felt a lot of tension. Tell me about your valley. Well, here. this uh, we gotta like, I, we're not getting enough Pabu and Naga in 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 this episode. Here, here, maybe even this season. Uh, I want, I, I love them, and I want more of them. And I think we literally get like half a second blip of Pabu. Pabu like grabs the, pops out uh, and grabs the like cucumber the frozen quats. cucumber yeah exactly it's just like whoop, zip. yep the dehydrated cucumber quats and Pabu's yeah. just like in out excellent and I like that moment and I want more of them give me more of that more Pabu give it to me now I want the world I want the whole world you're a real real golden goose there yeah. Yeah. God, Johnny Depp was the best. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, we're gonna move on from that. So we've done our our uh, our new peaks and valleys. Maybe that's working as a as a segment title. Maybe we'll try something else next time. We'll see. Um. So now what we're doing is we're moving into our devotion, and our devotion for today is centering on earth as our element yes and reckoning as our lens and so again we are what we are fun. setting an intention we are setting a goal for this week around those two things and i'm curious uh about what your intention or goal is yeah i i found myself thinking about like taking pause 
and that's kind of where I went with with the earth is like stopping and planting yourself and mm. be, and and using that as a moment to take pause and when we feel these things uh just being grounded and thinking about why why am I in this moment right now why am I feeling this way but not moving kind of bringing a stillness to it and just being firmly planted and, and questioning yourself as to why that's happening. Yeah. And it can be for a half second. It can be for five minutes. It, but just I, when we have these moments of I'm upset. Why? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm joyful. Why? Right. Like, I think that that's imp- like, what is, what is in this moment that, um, that, that is bringing me joy that actually there was a moment I, the first time I went back to a concert after everything COVID related. Yeah. Um, I went to see a show and at one point in the show, uh, it was even an opening band. It wasn't even the headliner, but it was a band that people liked, um, played a song that was at one point really famous, but everyone started singing it. And like, there was this, when the first chord hit, it was this weird, like, everyone got excited for the first time and it was this moment of collective joy and I got chills. And so I like paused and was like, why did that hit so hard? And it was the, and you know, even through that moment was, it was the moment of collective joy that has been missing from the last two years, the ability to experience a joyful moment with 200 people in close proximity has been void from my life for so long. And I realized in that moment that that was something that I had been missing and I didn't even know that I was missing it. Mm. And I only kind of figured that out because I took time to pause and think about why I needed that and then realized how do I get more of that like yeah. I want I want to create moments of more of that in my life because it's it's a very cup filling thing um it, but I wouldn't know that if I didn't stop to think about that for a mm. second and so I think that that's kind of where I'm at when it comes to my intention for this week is is really planting myself and taking time to ask yeah. why I love it Making the implicit explicit. Yes. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I I'm I'm I was struck when I was started thinking about this by the concept of digging a hole, <laughs> and you know, or you know making a garden or doing anything along those lines. And a lot of times, what happens is like, oh, I think a garden would go really well right here, and then you you start to to dig, and you're like, this is really difficult. And I think that's when you first put in that dig moment and you're like, oh, that's where it's like, this is time for reckoning right now. I'm like, this is going to be hard. Uh, This is, is this worth doing? What are the benefits? Like asking myself those questions. And then it's okay. Now I have to actually do the work and dig the hole if I want to have the result, right. Or, Or to till the earth, so to speak. Um, yeah, what's the, uh, the what's the going and renting an auger equivalent in this metaphor? <laughs> yeah, well, and like in like there are certain times when that's applicable, right? Yeah. Where like we do have you know access to shortcuts, and then there are certain times where it's like this is the only tool I have in this moment. Yep. Right, and I think it's rec- realizing and reckoning with the idea that um, oftentimes we believe, well, I have to dig the hole, so I'm going to do it no matter what when we actually have other tools available. And I think I'm reckoning gonna, I'm gonna allows us... I'm tell my us... therapist that I view them as an auger. They're an emotional <laughs> auger. <laughs> yeah, well, and, I, and I just... I, I think that we have the capacity to stop, pause, and assess. And I think that's what reckoning allows us to do. And if we don't pause and reckon, then we're going to 
spend a lot of time digging a hole that we could have used an auger for. And so that's, that's my intention moving forward is similar to yours in the letting myself pause. Mm -hmm. It's letting myself sit with this moment and being like, what is, let me like feel this and understand it so that I know how to move forward more adeptly and appropriately based off of that feeling rather than just going off purely off of right. my intuition. Yeah. Right. Which has served me very well and not so well. <laughs> like, so yes. So quote my from thought. a high fidelity movie where he's like, I've been listening to my gut for the last 30 years. And you know what I realized? My gut has shit for brain. <laughs> so, like, <that's... laughs> Oh, oh, I get it. Uh, yeah, and so it's like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, pardon the language, but that, that was the quote. No, um, I'm okay with it. It's fine. I wonder how our listeners feeling. Yeah. Y'all are great. It's, it already happened. <laughs> I would love it, listeners. If you're if... upset about it, pause <laughs> for a second. <laughs> why was that upsetting? Why was that upsetting? <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say, I would really love to hear some of your intentions Um from listeners like what are some intentions that y'all have what are some things that y'all are setting for this week based off of reckoning in earth like what are what are you doing even if you're listening to this post episode release uh, a month later feel free to to send us a voicemail we'd still love to hear it and we can uh, do that the arc of e at gmail.com yeah. and keep it to two minutes or less and that'd be great before we get into our gratitude, if you aren't following us on the social medias, BNB underscore pod. Do it. Instagram, Twitter. Our posting has gone down recently. I'm going to yeah. be honest. Anyone wants to volunteer to be a social media director. That would be marvelous. I'd love that. I would even pay you very little a month. <laughs> like, But it's literally coming out of the this, Patreon. Oh, I'll so. be very very straightforward. <laughs> that this is uh, out of the goodness of your heart. Like, yeah. <laughs> we are, um, um, but yeah. Uh, gratitude. Gratitude. Speaking of Patreon, though, y'all should support us. Oh, Maybe it'll and we help are us. so grateful for yeah, everyone who does. Everyone who's doing that already is just the bomb.com. Anyway. You're missing out on live episodes with us. If you, uh, live episodes. You can join us and, and partake. Yeah, mini episodes. We try to put out at least one a month. Um, and some other cool stuff. Fun well, little online community. There's also other tiers where you get other benefits, but we won't go into that right now. You can look at the Patreon for that. It's just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gratitude. Gratitude. I already told me. I said mine. Icky. Say it again. Icky. Icky? Icky. Icky rhymes with Vicky, yeah. and that's not Icky, good. Vicky. This is Icky. Rhymes with Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know what I was going to say, but that was not it. And that's, so, that was, yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are. Um, um, yeah. Again, that ability to, to walk through life with such wonder and such curiosity and an intention to learn and to better themselves. And I, I really love that about, about her. And so cheeky. Vicky. <laughs> Vicky. 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 <laughs> uh, we're, this is, we're starting to get into like delirious, oh, tired. Delirium. Like, All right. I am grateful for Bolin. Uh, this is a pretty tense episode. He offered so many people. He offered people food. Who doesn't love that person? Yeah. Well, it's also like I, t I, I think one of the people who in this series has retained a little bit of that childlike wonder that you're speaking of is Boleyn. Um, Sometimes to a fault. Yes. In this yes. episode. It's, it, the, in this whole, really 
pretty much every episode. Oh, you two but, hate each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like he's just very dum 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 dum. Yeah, very derpy in a in a word. Um, but like you know, I also really appreciate the comedic relief, and specifically, I'm grateful for this moment where he rides in on this mobile. Um, and it's just like launches into this. I'm pretty sure that's the thing that hangs for over a baby's crib. A mobile. Yeah. Yeah. It's the this vehicle, <laughs> yeah. the vehicle mobile. Uh. <laughs> now I want to make for like future children. I want to make a little mobile mobile with just like bowl in, like just oh that'd be great. A little snowmobile bowl in, like yeah, around. Oh, that'll be on the merch later. Sunshine's gonna do a. a if someone has that. a cool Etsy, yeah, make yeah. It, make us a little bowl in mo- mobile to hang over future future cribs. Oh yeah. But anyway, the comedic relief from that moment was just I, I it really broke the tension there and in a way that like I don't I, as a viewer I appreciated it. I don't know that I would have appreciated it had I been in the mer- in that moment, but um I I appreciated it. As someone who has made jokes when you were upset, you would not appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> But I appreciated it this time. Fair enough. Because I wasn't upset. <laughs> I wasn't angry about anything. I found it very funny. Yeah. Y'all, thank you so much for uh, another wonderful episode and listening to us. I We greatly appreciate you and all our patrons um, for yeah. for listening and, and hopefully enjoying the season so far. Really hope if so. you are enjoying it, feel free to go uh, rate and review us on, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to That would to, be a huge uh, favor to us. Podcast. That's, that would be huge. Preferably five stars. Yeah, but, you know, do what you got to do. But if it's five stars, that's awesome. Yeah. But thank you all so much. Um, yeah, more episodes. We have a special guest next week, so tune in for that. Uh, we've got more great guests, some returning, some brand new, uh, that we we know that, you'll, that you'll, you'll love some of them, and we know that you'll, you'll love some of the ones that we are bringing on. So um, can't wait for that. But up until then, I'm Ben Sunshine. You're Ben Sunshine? I've been sunshine. When have you not? What? What? What is that? As in this, <laughs> this past episode, I I'm sunshine. You, but I've been like. When have you? I, I'm I'm Ben. You've been Ben. I've, I've been I, Ben. I've been sunshine. Thank you for listening. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>